0: wish you a merry Christmas. <laughs> Fucking Thanksgiving! <laughs> Coordinate on Thanksgiving. We didn't think forward and do a Thanksgiving movie. I don't know why we don't ever do themed episodes. No. Probably because we have a calendar we never use yeah. the calendar. But...
1: What are you thankful for, though,
0: Brett? Uh, I'm thankful for the beautiful, the effervescent Kristen Pennington. Welcome to the Nightmare Box. <laughs> Presenting mistakes were made. My name is Brett Bloom. I'm sitting across from the beautiful, the effervescent. The culinary, Kristen Pennington.
1: Trying to be anyway.
0: What the hell was that? Our downstairs neighbor just shoot himself? It's possible. <laughs> to him! <laughs> what are you grateful for? Uh,
1: this is our first Thanksgiving that we've celebrated together, so I am grateful for you. Fuck you. Yeah. For the nice dinner we're going to have later, for the podcast, and for, I don't know, the future. hmm <laughs> Good lord.
0: Is he actively beating his wife We live on the
1: top floor. We shouldn't be hearing people body people anymore.
0: I mean, it's only like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Did the politics get that out of hand that quickly?
1: Can you give me a touch more volume?
0: A touch more volume? You
1: sound a little quiet. You
0: there? Yes. All right. Thank you. Sound loud in my headphones. Okay, a minute twenty-six. <laughs> Welcome to the Nightmare Box.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Presenting mistakes are made, bringing you yet another edition of two 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 star 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 two two Tuesdays. The Thanksgiving uh, two star Tuesday,
1: and because you know Brett really loves romantic comedies, we yeah. decided to a movie about
0: yeah without a we, couple
1: getting married and we thought we'd how beautifully break away, that goes we
0: thought we'd break away from the norm and just sit back <laughs> relax enjoy some chicken parmesan and a beautiful romantic comedy mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so we're bringing to you the bride of chucky <laughs> 1998 <laughs> i oh. love chucky <laughs> what are your uh, feelings get into because um You'd seen them like when you were younger. Yeah. You'd seen some of the uh, child. Ten. You've seen some of the child's play movies, but recently we've gone through and watched uh, almost all of them. Now we're yeah. We we're skipped, gone through.
1: We skipped one of them because I specifically yeah. wanted to watch Bride of Chucky. Skip for this number episode. three. Um, yeah, I wasn't like a little kid when I watched them. I was definitely. I would hope not. A teenager for <laughs> yeah. sure, um, and I, I don't know that I have gone back and rewatched them as an adult. So. Better than I remembered, surprisingly. Um, also more pointless than I remember. <laughs> like uh, this particular movie doesn't... It's one of those sequels where it's like, oh, let's just blow up shit, and yeah. kill shit, and make shit happen. Let's do it. Yeah, so uh, it, it is the first one of the series that we've watched so far where it was like, oh, you were just out there having fun <laughs> yeah now
0: now this is where it starts to jump ship you get child's play one through three they follow andy barclay they kind of have a similar pattern the rules are well established in the first three films and then four through like seven or eight whichever one they're on now it's just it's hopped ship it said <laughs> fuck it i'm here to make fun I, of myself
1: i think this was the last one i ever watched i don't think i watched you seed never
0: seen checking. seed yeah, seed is so. weird
1: Imagine. Seed follows
0: their kid. The kid has been taken by a ventriloquist and it's like six or seven years in the you know, from where Bride drops off, so the baby's seven, you know, six, seven years old. Mm-hmm. Uh his name is Shitface. Oh God. Of
1: course it is. <laughs> That's
0: what he gets called for like the whole first half of the movie. He then learns that his name is either Glenn or Glenda. He has no <laughs> Downstairs and no concept like of I what do. gender he is.
1: I feel like I do remember that scene. I yeah. think I've seen that scene.
0: It's hilarious, and we have to watch it. We can't go back and watch 3. What's the point now? And <gasps> well, I don't
1: know. <laughs> you made it seem more interesting that I don't remember 3 at all. I
0: really like 3. 3 is where other people tend to think Child's Play jump ship. They think it should have just been the first two movies and that the third movie was like dull um, it takes place at a military academy. I absolutely love it because the final, you know, scene is insane.
1: I'm wondering if I accidentally skipped that one because when you were telling me about it, it doesn't sound familiar. So I may have never yeah. seen three. So we should go back and watch it because I don't, I don't know that I've seen it. Well, mo- <laughs> sorry guys, it's Thanksgiving. Maybe they're throwing their family around.
0: That's probably what it is. It's like, bro, cook turkey. I'm trying to catch. My beat's here. Okay, deep breaths.
1: There's beer. There's There's roast duck.
0: We're We're coming back into it. Everything's going to be okay. (laughs) Where were we? I'm sorry.
1: (laughs) Uh, I said I'd never seen three, so we should go back and watch
0: it. We definitely should. We definitely should. Jesus Christ. I don't know why that gives me like a mini panic attack when that happens.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you've been kind of go go all day. You had to work this morning, and Mm -hmm. you haven't really had a chance to relax either. So
0: then it was just no the banging. I mean, Uh, no, but I'm just saying, like,
1: I would imagine you're not as in a relaxed state as you would normally be (laughs) on your day off, anyway. So you're probably already a little more amped.
0: Okay, I'm gonna try to be fair and balanced, like Fox News. (laughs) Okay. so we're gonna get into the bride now the bride of chucky that's got an imdb score of 5.4 it got a rotten tomatoes critic and audience score of 46 percent, and you found out that it fit for the two-star tuesday it's a the other ones do better for the most part before this one or i
1: didn't check actually i just, you just
0: went off the premise i just the...
1: remember it being a silly movie yeah. and i was like i kind of want to revisit it and why not talk about it because surely it didn't get rated that high <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> i it, i was pleasantly surprised with it though yeah. i thought it was gonna be dumber
0: i think 46 is a good score for mm-hmm. it it's a fun movie um it, you know it's my takeaway for the most part it's it's a fun movie it's a Chucky movie. Mm-hmm. It, 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 if it's on TV, you're watching it. Like <laughs> you're not gonna not watch Bride, but not a whole lot of people should run to the store and buy did it, you, the DVD. Did
1: you write down the director of this one by any mm-hmm. chance? You did. Okay, because I was gonna say it, it, this one reminded me a bit of um, how Craven did like a lot of nods to other things. Yeah. Um, whoever the director was for this one reminded me a lot of that because there were a lot of like blatant. Yeah. But funny timed but we'll get into that we'll get
0: into it you got to save it for the
1: goods
0: (laughs) (laughs) um but the production for this is midwinter and universal um i found out today that it ran can you guess the budget of this movie how much money do you think you would need
1: i will get into that later because that's part of my goods but with how much went into actually making chucky a reality yeah. like chucky himself i would imagine they spent a lot of money on that mm-hmm. so i'm gonna say a couple million
0: like ballpark it like a plus or minus five number
1: uh Six million. Six million. yeah
0: 25 million dollars to make the Bride. five million dollars and it's worldwide gross was 50.6 yes. they've made up the Uh, First 11 to 13, I think, were the numbers that I was seeing in the opening weekend. So that's a damn good return. I'm sure everybody was super fucking happy with the franchise. We talked about them being money grabs. Not saying this one's a money grab, but...
1: It, is. it takes a new <laughs> angle
0: on it, which is, you know, my, my difficulty with calling it, you know, just another sequel.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but the writer for this film was Don Mancini, which I swear sounds super familiar to me. But I did not recognize anything that this dude had worked on. Hmm. I'm
1: gonna have to look that up yeah. later. That does sound familiar.
0: When I looked it up, I was I was thinking that he'd written another one of our two stars. But it might just be the name Mancini.
1: I don't know if I'm making this up. I read trivia on this movie a couple of days ago, and I want to say he acted in something that was um, well-known. So I, I think his name isn't familiar as a director to me. I think it was an acting role, because I feel like I remember reading that a couple of days ago. There we go. I didn't write that down, though, so that <laughs> does no good to anybody.
0: And the director was Ronnie Yu. Why Yu? Jeff, you have something to say about the director? Or?
1: No, I was just... I'd, I I was curious that it felt like a definitely knockoff, not to Mm -hmm. anywhere level, the success that Craven pulled it off, but uh, an interesting kind of parallel to the way Craven would...
0: Shoot something?
1: Well, not not the shooting style, no. Craven's definitely much more accomplished um, in his film style, for sure. But uh, just like we've talked in the past about... um, you know, films doing nods to other yeah. better filmmakers and just like kind of a ploy where it's almost like they're ripping it off. And this mm-hmm. was like that same funny style where Craven would do a nod to something and it would be very clear what he was doing yeah. a nod to and like funny, mm-hmm. like in the timing and in the way it was delivered and stuff. So um, I do think Craven does a better job of it.
0: Yeah. The homages in here are fucking on yeah. point And I found one today that I missed. So I got to write that down. So fill some fill some air.
1: <laughs> uh you have all the the notes leading up to it i'm sorry Uh... (laughs) but no i i do i i don't know that director that name isn't remotely familiar to me but i did appreciate that like um we've talked about that being a good and a bad before like uh when you're pulling from other filmmakers that you admire you know you work in the same genre as or whatever and uh this one was one that was done in a funny Mm well-timed way Good on you,
0: you. God damn you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the characters for this film, uh, of course, you've got Chucky. He is um, voiced, as he's always been voiced, by Brad Dourif. I think I'm saying that right. D-O-U-R-I-F. Um, I was looking into him today. He's been in quite a few things, actually. Uh, one of his biggest acting roles, not a voiceover role, because Chucky's, you know, his shit. Um, was one flew over the cuckoo's nest. He played Billy Bibbit, the stuttering, mother's boy, in one flew over the cuckoo's nest.
1: Weirdly, and even in that scene, kind of looks like Chucky to me. I wonder if they designed the facial features of. They Chucky
0: normally do with the, the animated actor. stuff, right? Yeah. Like all the Disney characters kind of look like the yeah, people. Yeah, they
1: they tend to slightly favor the voice actors. So I wonder <laughs> if they did. I didn't even touch you. I wonder if they do that, uh, or did that when they were creating Chucky, because he does to some degree, like when you see him, it's like, oh, he kind of looks a little like Chucky. Did we?
0: One second, guys. All right. Sorry, we have a (laughs) bit of an audio issue. What was that?
1: Oh, I was just saying, I feel like they maybe modeled the facial features of Chucky after the actual actor, because when you see him, it's like, I can kind of see the resemblance.
0: That's Brad Garif. And then you've got Tiffany. Tiffany is played by Jennifer Tilly. You might remember Jennifer Tilly from Liar Liar, where she played Samantha Cole.
1: (laughs) Which I would not have put those two together at all, Mm because they're vastly different characters. But she has such a distinct voice and face, I'm surprised I didn't remember that.
0: It fucked me up. You know, when we were watching it, because so I was like, I know her from something, and I could have sworn it was My Cousin Vinny, because everybody who listens to the podcast knows I have like three fucking video references. It's My Cousin Vinny, The Omen, and The Exorcist. <laughs> I think like, I'm constantly going back to, and I've only got like three writers that I constantly dip back to. But in My Cousin Vinny, there's Vinny's um, sister, I think it is, or cousin, I don't know. Yes what her relationship was. I
1: know who you're talking about. Yeah.
0: But she comes in, she goes, it's got pause attraction like that. That whole scene is the courtroom scene. So now I understand why I thought I was like, no, she was in a comedy in a courtroom. Uh She was in a comedy in a courtroom. She was the divorcee. You're talking about She
1: she played, uh, Oh damn. I think in the newest version of Spider-Man, the one that, uh, fuck, I can't think of that kid's name. Tom something. Um, but the the newest version yeah. of Spider-Man, I think she plays Aunt May and that. She's older now, obviously, than she was back then, but that's the same actress. I don't know
0: how I mix them up <laughs> they, when I they, think they, of them side by side. But somewhat was, similar. It's the voice, I think. Mm, they it's both like, have a, it's like a distinct Island, high-pitched, yeah. yeah. It's like that Staten Island gangster type sound. Um, <clears throat>
1: kind of a similar like physique, too. I mean, yeah. they don't look I mean, terribly... The one
0: in My Cousin, Vinny's not as, uh, how do you, endowed.
1: Mm. <laughs> I don't know that she is naturally, to be fair.
0: <laughs> um, but then you've got Jade. Jade is played. Plead. <laughs> oh, I was looking at her last name. Jade is played by Katherine Hegel. Heigle. Jade is played by Catherine Hegel. Heigl. Heigl.
1: Who is from Grey's Anatomy? And
0: she played Allison Scott and Knocked Up. Was she a, an actual I've never seen Grey's Anatomy, so I, I didn't know if that was like a long yeah, standing she was, character.
1: She was a, one of the original crew. I think she eventually, like her character, I know got cancer and then I think survived the cancer <laughs> and then maybe they brought the cancer back and finally killed her off. I don't remember how her character eventually got let go of, but I've, I've heard she's a bit difficult. To work with, and I think go. that was why she got eventually let go of from Grey's Anatomy.
0: I, I would imagine that you'd be begging to get out of a show eventually. You're like, the paychecks are nice, but these plots are ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it, Not it's, Grey's Anatomy. That's playing on every TV in America for <laughs> a day. Better than going to a
1: 9-to-5, I guess.
0: Exactly. I mean, she's more well-established than Nick Stable, who played Jesse, her boyfriend, in this film. <laughs> who I cannot find anything about. <laughs>
1: look <laughs> remotely
0: familiar to me new guy the problem is he's the only new guy like on this uh list of things because uh up next i've got david david was played by gordon michael wolvet and uh I only stacked him side by side with Jesse because the only note I have on him is gay best friend. I have no no idea who this dude is either. Really? He wasn't in much either? (laughs) those two were the only two that didn't have shit.
1: He was one of those, which... They've
0: got short films and stuff. I'm not... And TV appearances. I'm not trying to downplay them. Like, they they ain't a goddamn thing. But (laughs) they ain't a goddamn thing.
1: He's one of those actors, which I don't have anyone specific in mind, but he's one of those actors when you see him, I'm like, oh, he's like... The knockoff yeah. version of it, that it, other guy. It looks like
0: the knockoff version of the guy who gives the rules and scream.
1: Kind of, yeah.
0: Yeah. The exact same haircut, same shirt.
1: Yeah, kind <laughs> <laughs> of. Could, I couldn't place what I what I felt like he was the knockoff of, but as soon as I saw him, I was like, he's the knockoff of something. That dude that's in all of the slasher
0: films. It's he like dresses they, like that guy. It's
1: like they picked you because you were kind of similar to that person.
0: <laughs> Stock white dude. Get over here, David. <laughs> <laughs> white <laughs> and then you've got damien who is the polar opposite of a token white uh this is bf bf being best friend i don't know why i said bf i looked up god damn it The the banging earlier really <laughs> threw me off <laughs> i'm still trying to slow my heart rate down so easy it is to upset me guys you should see me in a walmart he's a boyfriend i know he's the bf not the yeah the boyfriend jesus
1: It'd christ be bff this Best is, friends yeah. forever.
0: So this is Tiffany's boyfriend at the onset of the movie.
1: Um, Who is desperately trying to get laid. lead.
0: Desperately. <laughs> it's almost pathetic. Um, and he was played by Alexis Arquette. And Alexis... You might know
1: Alexis from David Arquette fame. <laughs> <laughs> I no thought one episode you kept saying that the whole time, and I was like, I really want to say it. <laughs> David Arquette <thing>. <laughs> <laughs> What actor were you saying that day? What? What, do you remember what actor you kept saying that day? <laughs> I don't even remember what the TV show was. You kept saying... It was from Sons of Anarchy, wasn't it? You kept saying that actor's name and you were like so-and-so fame.
0: <laughs> it was oh fuck. Uh, that. I can't remember the actor's name. I can't name. remember the movie or the person that we're talking about right now, but I remember what you were saying in the 2 stars. like oh, I'm Sons of It was uh, the guy who played Bobby in Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. He was in that movie where they went to Thailand. You
1: know I, mean? yeah. I don't but, know why that suddenly came to mind. I just really wanted to say.
0: But this is Alexis Arquette and Uh, For the purposes of this conversation, her name was Robert at the time of this movie. So there's that. I'm referring to her as a he. I ain't trying to dead name anybody. It's in the credits. Go watch the credits. Go yell at David. He did a documentary called My Sister Brother or whatever the fuck the name of the documentary was. But the the reason why you need to know that Alexis was a Robert at one point is so that you can know... Robert Arquette had a role in the classic Quentin Tarantino film, Pulp Fiction, as, quote, fourth man. And when I looked at that, I said, that must be some dude who walks by outside the butcher shop. Mm -hmm. But it's not. You guys remember the classic scene in Pulp Fiction where they come in, he eats the cheeseburger, he drinks his soda, they shoot the guy on the couch. They have the whole conversation about say what again one more time. All that shit. Uh, the guy who comes out with the fucking wheel gun from the bathroom that is the catalyst of the entire film.
1: The worst shot that has ever existed. Well,
0: it's, it's what gives Samuel L. Jackson's character the um, mental stress that creates the entire movie because the bullets seemingly passed through them and hit the wall instead of killing them. The person that is holding that gun played Damien in this film. Uh To Alexis. To Alexis Arquette, who died uh with complications of HIV a few years ago. So, at the time, she didn't know she wanted to be a guy or a girl either. That's what we found out. She was, she was like, coming out. She's like, uh, sometimes I feel like a girl. Sometimes I feel like a guy. I'm just going to live androgynous. And David was like, you do you, sis bro.
1: <laughs> sis bro.
0: So, um... <laughs> That took a weird turn. Um, and our last guy, who I was so fucking excited to see, I was like. And then I, I realized halfway through the movie that that man was John Ritter. Also, rest in peace, John Ritter, one too many French fries. Uh, Chief oh. Warren Kincaid, however you say that. You might know him from Three's Company or Eight Simple Rules for Dating My Teenage Daughter or uh, JD's Dad in Scrubs. <laughs>
1: that's probably the only one i know <laughs>
0: should we do trivia do you want to do the synopsis how should we go about it
1: uh we'll do a synopsis i guess and then trivia that'll work um so basically i again don't know if i've seen the third movie so i don't know how chucky ended up so horribly disfigured he got blown up okay well he yeah. is horribly disfigured that's at the beginning <laughs> if you read
0: the reviews people are upset because the stitching does not match the pattern in which he was exploded because he gets blown to a million smithereens, and they're like, they blew off the left side of his face, and then they stitched up the right side of his face. dive yeah. too much time on my hands. <laughs> Alternatively, we do a podcast where we do this every week, so maybe we got too much
1: time. <laughs> Probably so. Uh, so yeah, at the beginning of this movie, Chucky is fucked the fuck up.
0: Fucked the fuck up.
1: <laughs> and um, Not doing good. Tiffany uh, essentially pays a, a police officer to Mm -hmm. collect Chucky's remains out of police lockup for her. Um, She stitches them back together, does the whole voodoo, bring you back shit, and... um,
0: Frustratingly. (laughs) (laughs) Like,
1: God damn it! (laughs) This is horseshit. Or whatever the line is. Um, But yeah, she... uh, Brings him back because turns out they dated way back in the way mm-hmm. back, and uh, she is
0: madly in love.
1: Madly in love, and somehow for some reason thought a animated doll version of him would still be sexy. Um, <laughs> she's got some issues, that girl. But she brings girls him back. love their toys. Ooh, <laughs> that's
0: a vibrator joke. You're welcome. Happy Thanksgiving.
1: <laughs> yeah, she brings him back. Uh, she thought he wanted to marry her. Turns out not so much. They they have a bit of a Tiff. and uh, She
0: is a bit of a Tiff. That's her she name. She
1: is. And Tiff gets dead.
0: Tiff gets dead dead.
1: And Chucky reanimates her as his bride doll. So, <laughs> Which
0: she bought to spite him.
1: She did. And that's how we get the title. <laughs> bride of Chucky. Bride of Chucky. And then, you know, Chucky goes about to fuck shit up, kill people, blow mm-hmm. shit up.
0: She missed the core yeah. element. This whole thing is playing side by side with another little romantic comedy that involves our Jade and Jesse, who are blamed for all of the homicides of the dolls. They just want
1: to love each other. Because they
0: just want to love each other and run away like that Bruce Springsteen song. Yeah. Instead
1: it, they get to go dig up a dead corpse.
0: Yeah, they're like the unwedding version of natural born killers. <laughs> what you got for trivia. Woody Harrelson was all about fucking some shit up. <laughs> Jesse wanted zero of those problems. <laughs> um, my trivia here two of them have to do with our character Damien. First one Damien Baylock is an homage to the omen in and of itself. Damien being Damien, Damien. the baby.
1: <laughs> and, Damien being Damien. And
0: Baylock being named after Mrs. Baylock, who was the evil nanny who um, Damien tosses out the window. Hmm. She gets hung.
1: That's
0: fun, so his name is Damien Baylock. direct homage um my second Damien, fact, and this one excited me because i now that I've seen it, I can't unsee it i'm I'm excited to see what you think okay. The role of Damien was written for Marilyn Manson. Marilyn Manson turned down the role,
1: oh. Damien okay, I thought we were talking about Damien the kid from Omen. I was like, Wait, I'm lost. This podcast is just it's
0: not catching a groove and I don't understand why. It's just it's a it's a comedy of errors at this point. No. I thought you were there. Back in nineteen ninety
1: eight Manson. Back
0: in nineteen ninety eight, we're talking like Antichrist superstar (laughs) Marilyn Manson when he was skinny and wearing the mesh tank tops and his nipples used to poke through and he would like try to suck dudes off on stage. Yeah, that
1: was a that's style. who that
0: was written for. That
1: was a yeah. style back then, though. Because when did the well, crow was... come out? Do what? When did the crow come out? Um, that was like a... about
0: three months after the lead actor got shot in the chest. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: being serious, because that was like a, a style for like characters.
0: Yeah, that. well, a lot of that was Marilyn Manson's style. It was that, that gothic gothic, uh, like Pearl Jam go eat a dick i'm gonna burn my parents alive i could see metal that. look
1: i could also see why he would turn it down
0: yeah but it was the same exact thing like he looks like or she or uh david arquette's sibling looks a lot <laughs> like
1: <laughs> yeah i could see that that was interesting Famously known, where'd you find that
0: on the trivia section on rotten tom oh I think
1: Rotten Tomatoes has a trivia section? No, it might have
0: been IMDB past the spoilers now that I think about it. I read like mm. four articles while you were in the bath, like Yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> I just found it. it, it just no things. It, it was written for Marilyn Manson, so like whoever was or uh, when Don Mancini was writing the script, he had Manson in mind and wanted Manson to have that role and hmm. then Manson said uh, I just released Antichrist Cry Superstar. I'm getting ready to release Mechanical Animals. Get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> On way too much cocaine to be in a Chucky movie. (laughs) Um, This is the first film where Chucky is seen stabbing anybody to death, Hmm. which shocked me. I had to think back. um, Almost all of them in Child's Play one, except for, and it's in my goods, the hammer. Um, He beats somebody over the head with a hammer. Outside of that, I think they all happen off screen, or he like causes death in other ways but none of the stabbings happen on screen until bride of chucky and then we get to see him directly go to work because our perspectives with him instead of with andy
1: that's interesting
0: um and last but not least tiffany's bathtub electrocution was originally written as maggie's death in the first movie So it got cut out of the first script and it got brought back to life here. So when Tiffany's in the bath after going, fuck you, have fun with your little doll and Chucky shoves the TV into the bathtub, that was all written for the first Child's Play movie and for one reason or another it was cut from the script.
1: I think it worked better for this movie though Mm. because it's a more intimate kill because he stands there and watches it and she's a more intimate character to him. So probably a good save on that one
0: it was an awesome save considering the first movie came out if i remember in 1988 and so they had 10 more years of like it doesn't look good it doesn't hold up well like an electrocution scene like that still looks like it's been brought out of the 60s yeah. compared to what we can do today um but it would have looked 10 times worse in 88 <laughs>
1: To be honest. I mean, the, that,
0: all the all... blue little zigzags that, and stuff. That part
1: was a little cheesy because, I mean, that's clearly not what that looks like. But, um, like, all the bubbles and stuff mm-hmm. floating around, that was really...
0: That was fun. Yeah. We'll
1: get into our goods.
0: Whenever you're ready, I'm all out of trivias. Ooh. And I'm a beer and a half in. I'm feeling them today.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, am I going first? Yeah. I'm going to... Hit with a heavy one. Who hit me with the heavy one? Or it's heavy for me anyway. What is,
0: before you start your goats, what is Kristen's? Pretty, 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 pretty shot. shot,
1: shot, shot. I don't have a pretty shot this time, actually. I don't have a pretty shot this time. No pretty shots. You don't shots have no tonight. pretty shots? No, I don't what have What about no. the
0: electrocution seat with the bubbles slowly rising to the it ceiling? It
1: looks neat. I wouldn't have gone so okay. far as to have been like...
0: Kristen's, it looked, it looked neat moment. <laughs>
1: Does that
0: work? I'm getting drops. I'm going to come up with drops so I can hit buttons on the keyboard.
1: I'll, I'll teach you how to do it one day. <laughs> um. So No, you
0: won't because I will...
1: <laughs> eviscerate me. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I try to talk, you already interrupt me. You'll interrupt me with drops at the same time.
0: So many worse things of like gut shit that you say out of context and call it like Kristen's most offensive moment. (laughs) (laughs) Just I don't like the Jews. (laughs) What
1: the fuck? No, that's not true. Go ahead. Um, so especially for being an older movie, um, Chucky still, honestly, for most of the movie, still looks very believably like an animated doll. Yeah. And I personally credit that to the fact that pretty much the entire time it's puppetry. Like mm-hmm. they, we watched the behind the scenes on it, and they had, you know, multiple people literally just controlling the motors yeah. in his face, and the people controlling his body and stuff like that. They had like a team and of
0: what, like fifteen people working yeah, his yeah, body. Yeah, it's crazy.
1: Like, yeah, so like, many I'm people. in
0: charge of the elbow, and it's like holy fuck, and like none of them were talking to each other. They were all just yeah, moving. and all of
1: them had these little. Like joysticks t v monitors with joysticks, yeah, <laughs> look um, like
0: um like those early Nintendo like duck hunt type shit, mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: yeah. and uh that's uh one of the main reasons, I think, like Jim Henson has always been a favorite of mine, yeah. like um all of the work that he did was practical effects with puppetry, so the creatures you saw in his films were actually very carefully crafted, and then um. You know, controlled, monitored by actual people that yeah. were, that was their profession to mm-hmm. be puppeteers. So um, I, I think that's part of even when the premise of this movie is a bit more ridiculous, what saves it is that they still spent all this careful time molding, you know, the face for Chucky and then doing the animatronics for all of the individual facial features and then All of the movements, literally just like the wrist moving and the fingers moving and stuff like that were manned by actual people. So it's a very carefully crafted but tangible real object that's there so you don't get that effect that you get in... Older movies that have CGI where the CGI just wasn't up to par. And then you go watch it later yeah. and it's like, God, that's terrible. It looks like
0: a video game character. Yeah. No, here it looks, yeah, he looks like a person. He's ten times more terrifying as well because of his scar tissue. Mm. Like, I, I appreciate the early Child's Play uh, where he's got the pristine baby face and stuff. I, I get the angle to that. But there's more of a depth to Chucky's character because he's got like the staples holding half of his fucking face together. He just seems angry no matter what happens. He's like a little Otis, you know. <laughs> he's like ah, the Willie Walker you
1: know. <laughs> I wonder if they did like even his eyes and stuff differently this time because he just looks a little more sinister, unhinged, yeah, than yeah. he did in the original one. So I, I feel like they in other ways, subtly changed his appearance, but it's still like a movie you can go back and watch now, and it's like, I would believe that that doll Mm -hmm. is alive and running around.
0: I've got it. It looks like a robot that they built to, you know, do all... I mean, they kind of did, in a way.
1: Yeah. I mean, basically, I don't Mm -hmm. know if the... Like, literal, like, shoulders and all of that were animatronic because we saw, like, the puppeteers, like, controlling that. Yeah, they had scenes
0: where they had, like, ski poles attached to everything and Mm -hmm. they would have to move them around, which is one of the ones in my bed. I've I've, I've got... (laughs) This is a good, but I've got it in my (laughs) bed. But,
1: yeah, that's that's my first good. Um, That's a
0: damn good good.
1: A lot of respect for people that still... Which, this is an older movie, so to be fair, you didn't have as many options back then, but a lot of respect for people that still to this day try to do as much of the film as they can practically before you then move to CGI because you go and you well, see... I think
0: that's the trick, and it's why I, you know, when you and I talk about, like, filmmaking and stuff, granted I'm not the one holding the camera, like I'm interested in seeing what you could do with, like, a black and white, you know, how, how far can we strip away from all this modern stuff that we've got and go back to the core elements because Hitchcock didn't need CGI, Sure, the fall down the stairs in Psycho looks goofy as fuck because it was a green screen, but <laughs> you know, like working within those limitations forces you to be more creative.
1: Yeah,
0: with, in other ways,
1: for sure. Like, and that's one thing that, which granted, CGI has come such a long way. And like, Planet of the Planet of the like Apes, you're for cheating. instance, it does. Like, but but I will say, like, Planet of the Apes, for instance, if you're doing a movie that's like pretty much entirely your cast is animals or whatever. Like I get to an extent like CGI is just going to be the better yeah. option. Or if
0: you need a ghost bear to run through Chernobyl. <laughs> <was so> <laughs> so it's,
1: it's frustrating to see the behind the scenes stuff for like the Avengers movies, for instance. And it's literally just these actors running around a giant studio. That's nothing but wall to wall green. Like none yeah. of it's real. And it's just like, Come on, guys. Yeah. Like, look at
0: that tennis ball and pretend it just killed your father. And you're like, oh, no, my a tennis ball? <laughs>
1: like, I, Not just, look
0: it, into Anthony Perkins' eyes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not taking away from people that do CGI. There are a lot of incredibly gifted people that do mm-hmm. that type of work. But I just, like, as a filmmaker, it feels like you are cheating the craft to some extent when well, you lean that heavily it on It feels
0: like... You know, traditional street magic versus like Chris Angel on the TV. Stare into my eyes before this commercial break, and I'll guess (laughs) what number you're thinking of right now. Mm -hmm. Like, feels like horseshit. It's like, I know you're not levitating 15 feet off the ground, fuckhead. Do that on a stage in front of me. And when you add CGI, I feel like you've removed so many elements. You've created so much distance that it doesn't have like that eerie contrast. Yeah. But. Keeping with the practical effects gives you a lot more of a, holy fuck, that doll is talking to me.
1: (laughs) I uh, agree. My original three Star Wars that are my favorite films were all practical as well. Yeah. They built many models and stuff on those. And I learned (laughs)
0: that the dude in charge of the cantina scene also did American Werewolf, so that's good.
1: That's random. (laughs) Where did you learn that?
0: (laughs) I told you about it. It's the the puppeteer, not the puppeteer, the special effects. That's guy. right, you did tell yeah. me that. That's right. It's got a big book volume. I need to buy it, but I don't have an extra five hundred fucking. My first good is. God damn, we're gonna hit some heavy topics today. Um, I like that this was an intimate look at the killer. And that's like a rarity in the canonical horror films. You don't get a Texas Chainsaw where you're hanging out with Leatherface. Mm -hmm. Until Zombies reboot, you don't get a Halloween where you're looking at a young Michael Myers. Until the remake of Nightmare, you don't get a look at Freddy Krueger before he was burned to death. You don't get a look at Jason Voorhees as a child or like in an intimate way until like freddie versus jason
1: yeah
0: um it's very rare and this was done very early for it that you you sit with the killer and you see them in their side of the tale you know in a way yeah and of course it's ridiculous and it's over the top and it's not you know, poetic in any volume, but I thought that was a really interesting move. We're gonna, instead of taking Andy Barclay's side where we're terrified of the doll, we're almost rooting for Chucky in this movie.
1: Yeah, I mean, you and you really are. You're like, you
0: bitch, you broke Chucky's heart. He's a serial killer.
1: (laughs) That kind of, uh, to some extent, bundles two of my other goods. Like, I feel like in this movie, um, because you do spend so much time with Chucky directly, you get to see Chucky's like all of Chucky's sides. Like Chucky has a much bigger personality yeah. in this one. It's not just, I'll kill you. It's he's like, got a oh, bigger I'm kinda of funny. You'd think
0: too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like Chucky's actually kinda of funny and he's super selfish. Yeah. And you get to see all these different sides of him. And then since he has Tiffany as kind of his opposite, you also get to see um not the good versus evil on Chucky's end, but it like it almost feels instead of um, Jade and Jesse really being like the good guys you're rooting for or whatever. Like Tiffany's weirdly the good guy, like yeah. even though she's also totally unhinged she's and she's
0: somehow Chucky's moral compass. Yeah, and he falls in love with her because she kills the honeymooners with a goddamn champagne bottle.
1: she's yeah. <laughs> definitely a bad guy and a fucking psycho. But the two of them together. Yeah. Creates this weird pull of good versus evil, and she kind of has to be the good mm-hmm. in comparison to him because he's just straight up evil and wants to kill people and enjoys it. And um, her her moral standpoint is love. Yeah. <laughs> and like
0: I love you. We're doing this. Anybody that gets in our way, fuck them. And Chucky's like, I just say fuck them. <laughs>
1: And, and, like, even with other people in love, like, she doesn't want to break up other people's love. Yeah, like she, she wanted she to leave a,
0: Jade and Jesse all to themselves. She's yeah, like, she we has don't need to do this. The <laughs>
1: weird level of respect for relationships and love and intimacy. So, there's this weird, like, Oh, we're doing bad shit, but then let's be better. And Chucky's like, nah, fuck that. And she's like, but come on. <laughs> so there's this cool...
0: But At the same time, she creates, you know, uh, my buddy John Ritter into Pinhead. So <laughs> she's, she's not... She's, she she's like,
1: unhinged, for sure. <laughs> she,
0: this is going to be weird to say, but it's kind of like the baby Otis relationship, like in the last two films and uh 3 from hell and mm. devil's reach. Only it,
1: baby's chucky. You know, and yeah. Otis is <laughs> Tiffany. <laughs> <laughs> well
0: they they flip because Otis is the unhinged one in devils mm. and then 3 from hell. Yeah. It, Otis is it, like it switches back over.
1: <laughs> so yeah, it is a weird way of seeing because you, you see that in most movies, like good versus evil, but the good is usually actually yeah. the good. And this is good versus evil, but the good is also kind of evil. <laughs> no, it,
0: it's it's completely horrific. It, it No. I love the relationship there. I love that they've humanized Chucky to the mm. point where you root for him. Um, none of the other franchises have done that, I do not believe, um, because they try to humanize Kruger and then you remember that he's fucking kids. And then you're just kind of still yeah. on the side with Kruger getting burned to death. His character <laughs> is
1: sharp, though. Like, he is a character that has, like, a lot of, Freddy like, yeah, like funny, quick lines. Well, so is Chucky. Yeah. We had Chucky, too. But, yeah. Like, I, I never sympathize with Kruger because, yeah, he's a pedophile and that's weird. But he was a character that was kind of like, ah, ah No, he's hilarious.
0: He's like the uncle that rapes you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Happy Thanksgiving! No, I'm not choosing you to that. Uh, fine. <laughs> um, my next one is very, very creative kills, and I have a favorite. What is yours?
1: Uh, probably the penhead one. Yeah.
0: The penhead's is, your favorite. Yeah. Is that where you're gonna go? Nope.
1: No. Ah. Uh,
0: I have Just, a penchant for one other thing in this movie, and I'm going gonna... it's
1: to... A, it's a neat little tribute, because it's a very clear as soon mm-hmm. as it happens. You're like, oh, I was literally, as soon as it happened, I was like, oh, hey, Pinhead. And then Chucky looks back, and he goes, that looks familiar.
0: Well, that's the other crazy thing about the guy who voices Chucky, Brad DeReeve. Um, I learned today he was in Hellraiser 3, hmm. and he ad-libbed that line. <laughs> it wasn't in the initial script so he just looked over his shoulders yeah that looks familiar that's
1: funny <laughs> yeah, that was probably my favorite just because that was a the scene not necessarily like I wasn't blown away by the kill but the scene itself was funny because I was like oh literally like pinhead and then Chucky yeah. like acknowledged that it was definitely pinhead
0: because it was one of the only ones that wasn't in the evidence room but we'll get to that um, my favorite kill in this film I have a penchant for car bombs and with the exception, and I'll get to it because it's in my bads, of Chucky crawling down the sidewalk. <laughs> that whole scene was brilliant. He was like, yeah, fuck this guy. And he like shuffled <laughs> his way over there with the lighter. He left the lighter at the scene, which sets you up for the beautiful thing there. But he lights that fucking rag on fire like he's fuck, my dude from no country. Mm-hmm. Um and then just like shuffles his ass back to the van, and that. that shit just goes up in flames in the middle of that crowd. God damn, I love explosions. Again, practical effects. That was not a CGI bomb. They blew up that car. <laughs>
1: he, that dude was not in that car.
0: No. I'm not I'm not voting if we put anybody in the car or put anybody in danger. I just want to blow up a car. I feel like I should say that. Do you have 26 about. million? Jesus fucking Christ. They just re-signed the Patriot Act. and Now you're coming to me with this horse shit.
1: Do you have 26 million? I do not.
0: I don't either. But you don't need 26 million to blow up a car. People do it in Afghanistan every day.
1: Oh, god. Anyways, um, so my next good is uh, also kind of a heavier topic. Yeah, weirdly, a movie that brought about kind of deep conversations (laughs) for being kind of a ridiculous movie. Uh, It's a great, great. So, (laughs) oh, sorry. Choked on my <laughs> so uh, no good thank you. uh so the wedding scene where jesse and jade get married um there's this cool like play between the tension between the two of them during the wedding scene and then chucky and tiffany are in the middle of for the second time, having to kill Warren because <laughs> it turns out Warren wasn't actually dead. That's a, that part's a little bit silly.
0: Well, but, I mean, yeah, because, I mean, the real John Ritter died pretty easy.
1: But <laughs> it's the, one and done, a the tension that they're um, building in that scene is kind of playing off of Hitchcock's... Um, Little study that he does, like showing one scene and then another and mm. then another, and it's called the um, I might be mispronouncing this, but the Kulshav effect, where the um, cool
0: shot effect,
1: Kulshav, oh, it's sorry, K U L E S H O V, Kulshav,
0: I'm half deaf in my right ear,
1: <laughs> effect, where um, basically the concept is you show. Two images from the same thing, and like the cool shot effect, they actually literally just show like
0: from the same side.
1: Um, in the cool shot effect, it's literally the beginning image and the ending image are the exact same image. So if you show a person face forward with a relatively neutral look on their face, and then the middle shot in between those two shots is like food or a sexual image mm. or something like that, it it changes your perspective of that same shot when you see it the second time. So if they show the shot, then you see food, and then they show that shot again, you think, oh, the person's hungry. They're thinking about yeah. food. They show a sexual image. That person's, you know, thinking dirty thoughts or whatever, even though it's literally the same two images. So um, this isn't exactly that, because they cut back and forth between, you know, Jessie saying her vows, or Jesse saying his vows, and Jade saying her vows, and um, keep going back and forth between the wedding and... Chucky and Tiffany killing Warren again. Yeah. (laughs) So it just like creates this even deeper level of tension every time you cut back to the two of them, because traditionally you would be at a wedding thinking like, oh, this is a happy moment, Mm like, or getting married, we're in love, this is great, but then they keep cutting away to the murder and the two of them are literally standing there terrified that the other person is a killer. I
0: didn't even think of that. That is a brilliant (laughs) fucking tactic.
1: So the whole time, they're just emphasizing that what's running through both of their minds is this person's a serial killer. Which is
0: exactly what's happening outside. Yeah.
1: So it's a, it's a neat play on that theory because it intensifies how neat, deep yeah. their fear is.
0: Can we write this down and kind of go over this like in more detail in our next episode?
1: We can if you'd like.
0: Because I, I didn't catch that when it was happening. I've never thought about that. I love Hitchcock. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> yeah, I just, It's I'm, a yeah, that's,
1: bit of a play on that concept. When you when you cut away to something else, it Tilbert changes how did the you see it. The same
0: thing quite a bit, like in uh, Clockwork. Clockwork I Orange.
1: Yeah. <sighs> I haven't seen it. <laughs> I know I know, I need to, but I haven't. <laughs> That's one we've said a few times we yeah, were going to no, go it, watch. This
0: winter, we are increasing Kristen's film IQ by, like, 10,000-fold with classic <laughs> films from the 60s and 70s. It's going to be like somebody who's never heard Led Zeppelin before. <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to be awesome. No, I, can we, like, for real, though? You I mean, do I have it
1: written in my notes, but I can make a note of it. Yeah, go over it more later but yeah it's a it's in my opinion I don't know for sure that that's what they were doing but in my opinion that's what was happening they were borrowing from that concept and they kept cutting between the two so it was amping up the tension and what would have just otherwise been a plain wedding scene of these two people that that's were getting fucking, married
0: that's insane like now I'm like thinking about every movie I've ever watched and like I, I now I get that I've never even contemplated that <laughs> It's like, oh, those are just side by side. This is what's happening outside. This is what's happening inside.
1: Builds your awareness of the internal tension they're feeling yeah, without creates, actually having to vocalize. I just it. thought
0: it was a pacing thing. Like I thought that it gave you like that rapid fire, but I didn't know why they were doing it. And now I get it. Like
1: oh, <laughs>
0: I'm learning shit on the mistakes we made podcast. Nope. Drinking on Thanksgiving. I can smell that duck.
1: <laughs> 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 What's your next
0: good? I don't know. I just want to keep talking about this concept. <laughs> Fuck this movie. No. <laughs> we can talk
1: about that on another episode.
0: Um, another deep one. <laughs> Are you ready for it? I don't know. Am I? Dishes.
1: Oh, I was like, what?
0: This motif of cleaning the dishes after the meal. Mm-hmm. Um becomes both a lesson for jay jesse
1: (laughs) (laughs) jade and jesse
0: for jade and jesse and um so it's a lesson for a younger man and it becomes the older man's downfall is what Mm -hmm. i was thinking about earlier when i was thinking about the movie is it's a lesson that he learned from tiff um he uses it to manipulate Chucky and to care for his own wife. You know, it's...
1: Yeah. It,
0: this motif digs at an even deeper level between killer and victim, uh, turned victim and killer. Huh. Um, That's a good point. Just the think victims that. switch and the killers wind up dying and you're like, oh no, don't kill my killers. But <laughs> it all revolves around this ideal of cleaning up.
1: Yeah, or... Um... Like evolving, like taking, taking care, care of your yeah. half. And
0: uh It's romantic as fuck, team. <laughs> Are you crying out there in the world while you masturbate into your belly button, you sick <sighs> fucker? No, I'm joking.
1: And Chucky's refusal to is his downfall. Because yeah. Chucky only thinks about Chucky.
0: Yeah. You want to clean the dishes? And he's like, fuck you, you dirty bitch! <laughs> Whatever he screams at her in the RV. <laughs> Gets Tiff killed. If he'd been cleaning the dishes, he would have been back there. Tiff never would have got kicked into that oven. Tiff wouldn't have burned to death and
1: gets him killed too. Mm
0: hmm. Uh But I like that there was a deeper message there.
1: Yeah. No, I yeah, that's true. We can talk
0: that. all day about whether or not it was fantastically executed, but um no, I think this film played at a lot of things that a lot of horror movies don't necessarily I do, screw with.
1: I do like, though, that they took the time to make it where... Um, because Jesse realized the importance of it, he was able to manipulate it. Because it could have just been a natural thing that happened. Like Tiffany could have been like, hey, are you going to do the dishes? And he was like, nah, bitch. But yeah. like Jesse saw it, and Jade saw it, and they were both like, let's tag team this. <laughs> <laughs> like... Let's, let's piss them both off. Yeah,
0: because it was a thing that he like told her, I think, you know halfway through the film. and like he, that caught he would it
1: f- do the dishes for her?
0: Yeah. yeah. It was a conversation that all four of them had had at one point or another. They all had different reactions. It's such a small thing, but it really is the beginning and the middle and the end of the film.
1: Yeah.
0: Dishes. So if you're out there writing a story, think small.
1: If you're out there on Thanksgiving and your significant other cooked, wash the fucking
0: dishes. Kristen and I cook together and she washes half the dishes. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: I only have one other good left. How many do you have?
0: Uh, three. No, two.
1: Do you want to do another one then?
0: I can. Um, yeah, I've got one that we could have a bit more discussion over, the homage. Yeah, that's my level. Last one. And then I've got one quick one.
1: Let's do your quick one then.
0: Because
1: um, my last one is your la- other last one.
0: The birth of the seed is oh, the God. final jump out scare.
1: Why is that a good? I have that in my bads. <laughs> Why is that a good? Because
0: you got to think about the history of the horror film, slasher film, scare right before the final credit, right? Um You've got Jason jumping out of the lake. Uh you got Michael not being there when Loomis looks over the balcony. It's a it's a trope in the slasher film. And now you've got a dying woman giving birth
1: to the next generation. And
0: probably starting its life by killing a police officer. <laughs>
1: To w- become the seed. I will say, because that's where they went with it. That is a good setup to be like, hey, this is where the next movie is going. Yeah. So we're gonna have Chucky's kid in this <laughs> next one. <laughs> and I'm assuming they knew that's where they were going with it. So I'm not, I'm not mad at that per se. It was a little cheesy. <laughs> that's, that's not in my goods. <laughs> I thought
0: you'd be more excited about it. It it looked like Alien. Yeah, it it does.
1: And it looks cheesy. It had razor sharp teeth. (laughs) So
0: speaking of Alien, uh, (laughs) homages, we could get into what we both really enjoyed about the film, which is the homages themselves. Yeah, there are a
1: lot of of nods to other films. My
0: last good in here is uh, the evidence room opening where we have Michael and Jason's masks we get Freddy's glove. We get Leatherface's chainsaw, um, and I think personally, it sets the scene for what could be like a Marvel universe origin story esque version, where they this all one exist in the place same a, universe. in the same town, son, not even <laughs> in the same universe. All this shit takes place in Haddonfield. <laughs>
1: Be the worst town ever to live. Yeah,
0: in. it's like what happened. Well, Michael Miles fucked Michael Miles, Michael <laughs> Myers fucked a whole lot of babysitters up, and then Freddie fucked a whole lot of babysitters up three blocks over. And you couldn't even go camping because Jason would get there, and if you bought any kids' toys, they'd fucking kill you. So <laughs> you know. it's been a busy day at the police oh. department. Yeah, that, that and that
1: is a neat setup because yeah, it. it it does imply that mm-hmm. all of these characters are a part of each other's worlds, and there have been crossover films. So it is, it is a neat.
0: Do you have any specifics that I didn't cover? So uh, I've got one more specific.
1: I know. I mean, the pinhead scene in the car, yeah. but we covered that earlier. Um, when Tiffany kills him with all the needles, he—it's a very clear homage to pinhead. Uh, uh, the Exorcist, when Chucky turns when his head. head yeah, the head when he's spin. sitting on Damien mm-hmm. uh, and his head spins around. That's a very clear nod mm-hmm. to The Exorcist. <laughs> and that one was pretty cool.
0: I thought the pillowcase, and this isn't the one that I have written down, but I thought the pillowcase was a callback to The Godfather 2, um, where they suffocate the Jew with the pillow. I
1: haven't seen that really movie It's been a while since yeah. I've seen it, but. Probably. The,
0: the one that I have written down, if you guys remember, they, there's a scene right before they um, stab John Ritter uh, <laughs> where he pulls out a hammer first and she goes, ah, they've seen that one before. A nod to his own movie. It's a nod to his own film. It's a nod to Child's Play 1. He pulls out a ball peen. She's like, ah, that's old, it's old hat. You know, toss that one out the window. And then he gets the knife. And she's like, ah, that's so 80s. Which is like another nod. The knife comes out back later where he's like, yeah, the classics were always better or some shit. And he gets to, you know. Get his kill line. I do out.
1: like that Martha Stewart joke she throws That's all
0: there. me. But I, Who he, the fuck is Martha Stewart?
1: He also... Martha Stewart can
0: suck my plastic ass or whatever the fuck she says. He
1: also uh, uh, gives a nod to all of the earlier sequels later on whenever they're driving in the car together. And um, one of them asks, like, what's your story? And he's like, oh, it'd probably take two or three films to yeah. explain it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: where he's like how would you get trapped in the doll and he's like it would would take three movies
1: yeah so that that was kind of funny because it was like it literally did
0: (laughs) and it it was three movies before and three movies after
1: is that all they've done I thought there were more than that
0: I think there's seven Mm -hmm. so there's child's play this one which is number four and then the three following maybe excluding the brand new one which i've not seen i mean
1: that's an entirely different group of people i think you count that as a reboot yeah. i don't think so that it's would like be
0: exactly in the middle of that joke <laughs>
1: That is kind of funny it, it's
0: a brilliant it's a masterpiece fuck all you people oh, oh.
1: and we got pause. pause and
0: Welcome to mistakes for me. No.
1: <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. We had to flip the duck.
0: It is Thanksgiving upon this recording, after all. You cannot judge us.
1: <laughs> for our
0: love of cooking dick.
1: It smells incredible. I'm so hungry and it's only like four. I'm like ready to eat dinner already. Yeah.
0: No, it's an homage to the penguins or whatever the <laughs> what, whatever this holiday's about.
1: <laughs> We're moving into the bads.
0: I'm ready for the bads. I've only got two. How many how many you got?
1: Uh, pretty much just two. It's like a little, a couple of asides to my one. Okay. So yes, yeah, mostly just two.
0: You want to go first then, because you got more than one. Uh,
1: one it's definitely on yours. The weird Chucky crawl. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the weird Chucky crawl is definitely on mine. Um, <laughs> that should have been reshot because the rest of it looks so smooth. One more take with that, if they could have slowed it down, it looked far too clunky, like I'd far almost, too choppy.
1: It almost looked like uh, when I was a little kid, and I'm assuming you probably didn't have those kinds of toys, but uh, when I was a little kid, they used to have like a little, I think it was like called like Oops Baby Fall Down or something. And it was like Oops a little,
0: Baby Fall Down was the name of know. a little kid's toy? It
1: was something like that. Uh, the, uh, probably... shake
0: the baby part Two?
1: <laughs> that's probably not what it was actually called but it was something kind of along those lines Oops,
0: so i hit the baby's head on the countertop
1: <laughs> well it was like this little <laughs> battery operated doll and it was pretty decent Girls size it toys. was shut up it was about the size of chucky probably honestly it was pretty decent size and it would crawl on its little like knees and hands yeah. like a actual baby learning to crawl would and uh the whole point of the baby was like it'd laugh and crawl or whatever, and then just like real babies do, and you know, kind of slip and it'd be like, ah, oh, like Hello. you know, ah, fell down. So <laughs> that's kind of like what the Chucky doll looked like. It looked like one of those shitty animatronic or battery operated dolls I had when I was a kid, and it'd just be like, shuffle, <laughs> just boots oh, boogie in this
0: bitch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it was actually done because we watched the behind the scenes by puppeteers it just did not translate well with
0: so much more of what they did did translate so brilliantly that's what's upsetting about that one particular scene like he's shuffling back to go blow up the car like I so desperately want him to do and I love the car blowing up scene but yeah they you couldn't get a second take of that
1: <laughs> and for me the only shot that looked really bad was the shot where you saw him head on like when yeah. they showed the shot of well his-
0: it's because his ass is just scooting in the air you know <laughs> <laughs> like the fucking shoulders of jacks when he goes running down oh, the street. when you
1: when you show him from behind and it's just his back end crawling away yeah. it didn't look quite as ridiculous to me for some reason but yeah just like the image of him just <laughs> army crawling along looks so dumb from the front like, they could
0: have just skipped that whole part. They could have just had, like, two seconds of him crawling up right next to the car, you yeah, know? It, it looked
1: bad. I thought it was, like, bad CGI at first, and then we watched like the, the, the behind the scenes. The guns in his
0: hand didn't even look that bad. You know? <laughs> <laughs> they got those little 380s. Mm-hmm. Like
1: <laughs> yeah, we watched the behind the scenes, and it was actually done with Puppeteers, and I was just like, oh, that was bad. You guys were not on point that day. Somebody called in sick or something. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's my my first bad though. Weird Chucky crawl was not not executed brilliantly. For <laughs> the fact that the whole rest of the movie was pretty convincing. God
0: damn! So what's your other one? Because I'm down to my final.
1: Uh it's basically just the ending. Um...
0: Just like this podcast.
1: <laughs> 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 it's
0: like oh, we had a Holy. weird interruption at the mm-hmm. very beginning, it's all the very just end.
1: Downhill from there. Uh-huh. Um, that just
0: kept drinking Elysian space dust on an empty tummy
1: it's the last like a lot of these movies tend to be the last 15 20 or so um things just get amped up in the ridiculous level the baby exploding out of her vagina I loved that ridiculous the sword fight with shovels that Chucky and (laughs) Tiffany have with each other um
0: the part where the cop walks up and Chucky can't get out of the grave and he's like
1: god damn it (laughs) Uh, he's got a knife. Like stab that in the dirt, and army crawl your ass up this this thing.
0: She takes the gun and just fucking takes him out. And, he's
1: and like, oh. uh, it's hands. Like, I'll be
0: back, but death always sucks, or whatever the fuck it is. Hands
1: down. Says. The most ridiculous part is Jesse gets stabbed in the back, and then yeah. this cop shows Get up. Get off my knife. <laughs> well, not even that. No, this cop shows up at the end after Chucky's dead, and he's just like, well, you kids get on home now. They were there, like, in a stolen RV that they crashed and blew up. Yeah. And Jesse's been stabbed in the back, and then we just end with them walking off into a field in the middle of nowhere. It's like, all right, maybe you should go to the hospital. Maybe you should give him a ride. Like, let's... Let's maybe work on our police etiquette here. Yeah,
0: let's do something, you know. <laughs> Apply pressure to the wound. I don't know. I mean, the girl's already proved herself adequate with a pistol. She just <laughs> fucked up the doll. Small not, moving target. <laughs>
1: not so smart on her pulling the knife out, though. Yes. Yeah, that's not
0: a, not a good do. move. Uh, for That's a part of what our listeners love about this show is occasionally they get medical advice. <laughs> <laughs>
1: don't pull the knife out. Leave the... <laughs> Leave the knife in because. I was a
0: first responder and you worked in a hospital.
1: (laughs) Believe it or not, actually helping to some extent seal the wound. Yeah. uh, (laughs) If
0: I had to give any advice, push the knife further. Oh,
1: don't do that. (laughs) No.
0: Plug that shit up completely. No. You know?
1: That is not. Puncture
0: whatever's going to get punctured.
1: (laughs) That is not. Leave
0: a clear path for the surgeon. Oh,
1: (laughs) that's bad advice. Don't follow that. Just don't pull it out either. (laughs) <laughs> I never pull out. Ugh, what's your last bad? I, I shoot blanks. <laughs> you are determined to sabotage things.
0: It's the Bride of Chucky. Who the fuck is taking any of this seriously? <laughs> no, I live in a world of shit. No.
1: Um,
0: my final bad, and I think my, my biggest complaint with the film, is you have Child's Play 1 through 3, which follow... Chucky, who needs to kill Andy so that he can come take Andy's body so that he can become a person again. Right? That's one through three. Four starts out, Andy is nowhere to be seen. We don't get an homage to Andy outside of the newspaper clipping. We don't get A cameo of Andy walking by on the street and going, holy fuck, that's the dude I really don't want to see anymore. Andy disappears completely. And he does not come back until 2013. So this movie was made, uh, or not this movie, but the last time we see Andy's 1991. We won't see him for 22 years.
1: Is it the same actor?
0: Yeah, but he's an adult
1: like a significantly older adult think, at that point. I, I
0: think it's the same kid.
1: Yeah.
0: Hmm. Um, but we see Andy in Child's Play 3. He blows up Chucky. And then Chucky is reanimated. And suddenly, Chucky has the knowledge to take over anybody's body. Which means there was no point in him chasing Andy for three films. Yeah. We've completely killed the purpose of Child's Play 1 through 3. We've broken the world that Chucky lives in.
1: Yeah, and he, he kind of makes it out like he needs the medallion regardless. Yeah, but he needs never his that was focus at yeah. any point prior to...
0: Well, he was looking for his amulet for, you know, I think in like 2 and 3. Oh, was he? I, I, I believe so. He like needed Andy to help him find different shit. Well...
1: In- I don't know, but it was all
0: for the occult ceremony because the whole concept was the first person that like saw him as like an animated doll or whatever. It was the only body that he was allowed to take. So by creating this world where he can take anybody, why didn't he take a uh, bullshit Damien? They had the body. Why didn't he... <laughs> he suffocated it to death. Why didn't he just take that body? They had that this is a knowledge.
1: good point. Well, he didn't have the amulet when that happened, and he knew at that point he needed the amulet because the amulet was in okay. his grave. It's a
0: point, but he didn't have the amulet when he was going after Andy.
1: Yeah, and see, that's that's what confuses me because definitely, I think he had it in Child's Play, didn't he? The very first one, didn't he have it? Because I feel like I remember. Well, I him think that's what
0: it. the the whole premise was, that they were trying to get back to the amulet so that he could. Sacrifice Andy, and once Andy figured it out, it was a problem.
1: I don't remember, but I don't remember ever seeing it in the second one, like *Child's Play* two. I don't remember ever seeing him with the amulet.
0: Yeah, no, you don't, because it's in his casket.
1: That's weird.
0: Yeah. And it takes place in a different town. Continuity errors to Yeah, they said that he had to go back to Hackensack because that's where he got killed, but he didn't get killed in Hackensack outside of a toy store. He got killed inside of a toy store in a different state. I just can't remember what it is right mm. now. Like it, it, There are a lot of continuity problems that compre- completely break the world of Chucky apart. Yeah. But like, if you didn't see the first three, maybe that was the point. You know? like y- You get into Bride of Chucky, you don't go back and watch Child's Play because you still think the first movie's called Chucky. Yeah. <laughs> You think, you know, the Chucky movie started off with Bride. And they, yeah.
1: Or it may have been one of those things where since the movie does take such a dramatic turn in another direction, they were just like, ah, fuck the original, Yeah. you know, franchise, we're doing our own thing.
0: But you don't get an Andy. They and when you finally name. do get an Andy, it's in Curse of Chucky, which I've got over there, so we can get all the way to Curse. And that's when Andy kills Chucky at the end of Curse of Chucky. Gets mailed to Andy's house. Spoiler
1: alert, I haven't seen Curse of Chucky.
0: Okay, well then I won't tell you what happens. and You guys can can check in later on when we do a further review of the Child's Play series. (laughs) And you can find out what happens when somebody mails Chucky to Andy as an adult. (laughs) In a weird way that feels like doctor's sleep. But I'm going to go keep drinking. (laughs) I'll meet some duck. Heck yeah. Probably try to convince Kristen to watch a horror film. Because it's only 4 o'clock in the afternoon. It is. And I feel like we could watch the clockwork orange.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Not for Thanksgiving.
0: Um, but fuck it. We got, we got all the time in the world. Um, oh, what are you grateful for
1: at I the end of the
0: podcast?
1: Already. I answered mine at the beginning. I gave you a serious answer. You don't even remember. I do. (laughs) What are you grateful for? What?
0: I think I'm just, you know, um... I'm happy that we do this twice a week. I feel like I get to talk to you more than most people get to talk to their significant others. When you're, and you're not
1: cutting me off.
0: <laughs> I cut you off for comedic purposes because it sounds good for the microphone. Mm. <laughs> um, I'm grateful that I get to talk to you about things that we love, uh, that I get to work with you every single day, that we are slowly building our way to the most perfect existence. I'm grateful for the people on the other side of the microphone that listen to this, especially that guy in India. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I am... Uh... The holidays have always been kind of like a weird like time. I mean, my whole year is kind of weird because it's kind of peppered with like some really dark, things, you know, almost all the way throughout and it, it leads to kind of a depressing day to day and you make that a thousand times better um, and the idea that when we watched this film this dumbass <laughs> slasher that most people would write off and they'd say, ah, oh, it was in Netflix and chill night, you know, we ate and we watched the film and was at and it'll just die like, that none of these films ever just die that I'm given the chance constantly to remember the Mike Birbiglia special we loved, we watched last night or like every walk that is attached to any one of our conversations that that it's a thing to be examined and a thing to learn from Uh,
1: and And see the world through each other's eyes
0: i think we should end on that uh so i know this isn't your guys's thanksgiving and that you guys are not going to hear this tonight um but if you had a lonely one out there, or you had a great one out there, I hope it was good for you. I hope that you did something. And if it didn't, you should do something good for yourself. And you should uh, tell us all about it in our emails at...
1: <laughs> <laughs> at nightmareboxproductions@gmail, at Gmail.
0: Or you can go off there on the Facebook and
1: uh, Facebook.com slash nightmareboxproductions.
0: Most importantly, if you also did duck and you didn't have to tie it together with nylon, you can <laughs>
1: send us pictures on Instagram. It was yarn. <laughs> <Yeah>. um. <laughs> Nylon's a
0: funnier <laughs> word. Uh,
1: at nightmareboxproductions. Or you
0: can tweet us your turkey at,
1: <laughs> at nightmareboxpro.
0: And if it's your turkey is in your taint, I don't want to see it either. <laughs> Don't tweet me your twat.
1: Don't don't tweet me your giblets.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, or you that? can go on over to YouTube and you can watch The Dolls, which is a film that Kristen made and that I wrote. And uh, You can find that on YouTube.com slash Kristen Pennington. And Kristen
1: very excitingly ordered a new lens that we'll talk about at a later podcast. Yeah. So you might be seeing some new stuff on that yeah. YouTube.
0: And uh, again, the homework assignment, if you guys are listening to it, that uh, went live last Friday. And you can find all that information up on...
1: The Box. blog.
0: Where you can also find the dolls in the top right-hand corner. And you can find my book, The Madman Diaries, in the bottom right-hand corner. Um, if you send me $10, I'll send it to you no matter where you live in the world. If it costs you 20 bucks to get it, uh, char- I charge $10. I'll, I'll eat $10 to send it to you for $10. So Did we cover all the bases? We did. Who the fuck is Martha Stewart?
1: <laughs> My idol. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love you, sweetheart. I love you. And I love you guys. And we'll talk to you later. And your mother sucks cocks in hell.
1: <laughs>